once again, Chet. They say third time's a charm. We're gonna keep doing this, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be. It's like Groundhog Day, but for podcast openings. Hey, Jesus Christ. We'll get it right one of these days. You'll, you'll, you'd be amazed how blatantly irresponsible I can be. You'd be fucking surprised. This is why we need to hire a tech. This is why y'all just got to send someone, just send us a check for, you know, a good $10,000 that'll pay someone's salary and we'll be good. We can hire someone. <laughs> a salary for a sixth of the year. I mean, they're only working one day of the week, maybe two. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's that's about how long I work on this. Yeah. Uh, about one, two days a week. We record and then I edit it. And that's pretty much it. As you may have noticed last week, there was a marked improvement on the audio quality. Denzel's getting good at this. Shout out to JP Zwick. With the hot tip? Yeah. He, uh, he gave me some pointers and sent me some templates. Excellent. They helped out quite a bit. Hey, that's, that's what we're about on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Bros helping bros. Good, good. I'm glad to hear that. So we're going to get into voicemails. Hey, yo, did you say you had a friend named Flan Desu, like like a Japanese pronunciation of Fran Dresser? <laughs> no, his name is Flen, Flen, but he goes by Desu as his internet handle. He, uh, he was at most 15 years old when he came up with that handle and it just kind of stuck. Like a lot of people did not know his real name for a long time. He just introduced himself as Desu and we're like, oh yeah, that's Desu. That was it. Yep. Yep. Next voicemail. Hi Denzel. This is Pete from West Virginia. I had a question for you regarding video games. Now I'm white, but certain characters I find offensive not because, like, I don't know if it's necessarily racist, but let me just give an example of what I'm talking about. You probably played Gears of War. I find the character of Coltrane, Coltrane baby, very irritating because he seems like a complete stereotype. Like, he's this big black dude who plays football, and he kind of acts like uh, a jackass, for lack of a better word. Like, he just seems like such a silhouette like stereotype of what what like the all the white dudes who made those games the epic games I think it is of like what they think a black person would like and like do you see that character and think that because I, I see him like you pick up a gun and he's like there's mine now and I think that, that was, there was like a boardroom somewhere where they were like, oh yeah, let's have this, let's have like a very hood black guy character and have him be very boisterous. Let's and give him street they, cred. You know what I mean? What, what's your take on that as a as a black person speaking for all black people? Thank <laughs> <you>. <laughs> uh, honestly, I stopped minding those types of characters. One of my things in real life is, and I've probably said this before, but I don't think representations in media are accurate to real life no very often not and in some cases i do i do know people like that but they're like that when drinking or they're like that when playing sports yeah so what they're doing is taking 
that archetype and turning it up to 11 and letting it run the entire game. Right. Instead of taking an actual person who is going to be multidimensional, they take this one dimension of a person and try and flesh that out into a character. So it doesn't seem realistic. And I mean, it's it's not, but it's also not offensive to me. I think I think honestly, it's low key kind of racist. A little bit, but it's not. It's not. Well, man, if you want to get into like a debate about what's harmful racism and what isn't, <laughs> yeah. then it's like this is this rides the line of it could be like harmful racism. Unless I mean, like, it's not it's not like some kid in the Midwest is playing this who's never seen any black people is going to be like, yo, like all black people are like that. But he's going to be low key thinking like, oh, I can't wait to meet a black person. They're going to be just like Coltrane or <laughs> Big Bo from that one fucking Sega game. Can't remember the fucking game, but his name is Big Bo and he's he's the exact same. Yeah, I mean, there's super harmful stereotypes and like really over the top stuff if you just look at older games i mean if you just look at older games i mean like even balrog from street fighter i mean what is he he's a boxer he's a thug i mean he's basically mike tyson but mike tyson is a really extreme example of a human being just in general and then they have the like one black character and that's who he's based on you know yeah. or you know, having having dalsim have ridiculous yoga powers which was also he was based off a character from a movie master of the flying guillotine there was a character that had like these uh extendable limbs and stuff um but like his whole character was that he was this crazy indian stereotype yeah i mean it's the characters are stereotypes, but I, I mean, I'm not offended by it. Granted, I've grown up being black and I've seen that kind of shit my entire life. Yeah. So Chet and I are desensitized to it. Yeah, it, you get used to it. Yeah. I, I'm going to say that just overall, it's just gotten better. So I really don't mind it. Yeah. Like portraying black people as actual people and not like super excitable fucking party machines or yeah. I think I think the goal of that character at least in my mind was like they wanted somebody who was fun yeah like you wanted to like that's it's one of the characters that I feel like they put in the game because they said look we want to hang out with this type of person and yeah. like if you if you watch like WWE there's a wrestler named Mojo Raleigh who is basically Cole hey alright it's <laughs> He's a, he's just some ex football player. He's a white guy, but he's that's basically him. If you look at his Snapchat, he is <laughs> Coltrane. Gotcha. But I mean, you know, the people people exist that are stereotypes. And, and anyway, culture is melting together in a weird way. Anyway, yeah. so th- soon there's not going to be really any racial lines or any any stereotypes that fit one particular group of people because I, I I swear to God, I haven't found a single fucking person who isn't a commie vegan that doesn't like fried chicken. Not one, <laughs> not fucking one. I have met someone who doesn't like watermelon and I don't trust I don't, them. I don't like watermelon. Oh, I don't trust you. <laughs> I don't, I've never had good watermelon. It's always been like the mushy grainy kind. Bruh. It's right. never been good. All right. Never. I'm going to get like you some good Okay. Cantaloupe is good. I enjoy cantaloupe. I don't like honeydew. Honeydew sucks. I'm still down with honeydew too. I know a lot of people who like, 
I can't eat a lot of honeydew or cantaloupe for that matter. Just because, I don't know, I just feel waterlogged after eating a bunch of it. <laughs> but, oh, I fucking love me some watermelon and fried chicken because it's delicious. Yeah, fried chicken is just good. I don't know why anybody would just say only black people love that shit. I don't even know how that stereotype came to be. I don't either. And, like, you watch these fucking, these fucking Popeyes commercials and it's got this old black bitch running around with Jerry Rice <laughs> as if those two like represent black people yeah. as if as if people recognize this old black bitch from somewhere and they recognize <laughs> Jerry fucking Rice as not being a fucking washed ass football player. Oh yeah, I've seen football. I, I know yeah. that name. <laughs> yeah, I mean like he's he's a legend in football, but dog, if you're out here trying to sell me fried chicken based on blackness, you didn't have to. Nah. Popeyes is good. It's, that's it, it stands alone name. as its own product. We know Popeyes. You don't, don't need worry. to put on a fucking helmet and eat chicken from the <laughs> fucking helmet. Hey guys, it's uh, it's Bob here again. Um, I have a really random off the wall question for you. Um, <laughs> how do I ask this? Um, okay, here goes. Uh, I've noticed that some men of uh, African-American origin uh, tend to sometimes have a big booty. Uh, what's the deal with that? And do y'all have a big booty? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I've never seen pictures of, of you guys, so I, I really couldn't, couldn't tell. But if you do, uh, just let me know. Uh, thanks. This is the Ask a Black Guy section of the show. <laughs> uh, no, my ass is not big. I'm working to have a big ass like a wrestler named Tony Nice. He's got a nice ass. Uh, pause. But he's <laughs> it's it's real nice. I want an ass like that. Hey, you Myron. Yeah, I'm fucking Myron. Nothing gay about that. No. No. He's got... He's the, if, I, if I could pick a body to have outside of being like 5'6 or whatever he is, oh. I would pick his. Just take he's, that just scale it up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got you. Exactly. Uh, What's your ass look like, Chet? Uh, I am told that I have a well-shaped and rather large ass. Doesn't matter if your fucking girlfriend is telling that to you. No, I've heard that before. Like, I mean, she's the one that's like really spouting that. But I got that shit. I think my first instance of, damn, Chet, you got a big ass was uh, in eighth grade. Oh, that's real creepy. Did your fucking PE coach tell you? No. It was the old a, guy with the fucking mustache? <laughs> like, damn, Chad, you got a big ass. No, I had a lesbian uh, PE teacher. Oh, so this old butch lesbian with a mustache and a No, Subaru? she was pretty young, but she had a poppin' Adam's apple. She had a, a nice mustache, didn't she? She had quite the mustache. Real deep voice. Mm. <laughs> Let's hit the laps, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like she smoked 100 menthol cools a day. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Oh, hey there, fellas. It's Willard TK. Hiring country music artist. Hello, Willard. I just wanted to say I really appreciate y'all's show and y'all playing my voicemail. I know every podcast needs a string of interesting voicemail leavers, which I include myself in the ranks of. So what I want to ask y'all, come hell or high water, What's your favorite alcohol? Denzel, I know you like the beer, but you got to go into specifics. Unless they, uh, you're trying to get some endorsement, which, uh, you know, or shit. Shit, what do you like to drink on, boy? Let us know. <laughs> it's Willie TK. 
哈尔文课程里学到认识，要这个理解呢，爸爸。You know. If all right, so if we're talking straight beer, right?、Mm-hmm. You got to have yourself a.、Uh, there's a tiered list, right?、Mm-hmm. First and foremost come the palate humblers. Yes, those are your Coors Lights, your Bud Lights with limes, <laughs>、yep. your fucking Two Eleven Steel Reserves,、yep. your fucking Miller High Life. Miller High Life,、Ooh. yeah. Oh, the High Life is the only life I know, baby. This is champagne, baby. Fucking kidding me. That came out real weird. You fucking kidding me? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Jesus, yeah, no, you gotta humble that palate sometimes because sometimes I'm out here drinking like highfalutin beers and shit. We got a lot of craft breweries around us. I had a over the weekend. I had a salted caramel stout. That sounds delicious. It was fucking banging, Chet. Who made it?、Uh, some brewery in Upland. Okay. It was called like Dragon's Tail, I think. They had recently opened. Their soft opening was in September of last year. Okay. So I was in Upland, fucking doing the Lord's work, <laughs> drinking beer. That is.、Clearly. I had this fucking dope ass. Was it Dragon Fruit? It may have been. I think it was Dragon Fruit Saison. And I was、huh. just like, oh god damn! I love me. I I love me a good goes. I love me a good saison, and I love me a good stout. I、mm. like I like my beer how I like my women, dark and strong, and full bodied, and full bodied、mm. with great head. Yeah. As far as liquor goes, I will drink.、Uh, I I mean I've been falling out of love with liquor lately,、hmm. but I will drink me some rum. All right, dark rum, light rum. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter.、Yeah. I don't like whiskey all that much. I don't like、yeah. barrel aged anything. It tastes like fucking wood. <laughs> yeah. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Come at me. I fucking dare you. I don't like drinking liquefied wood. It tastes like shit. <laughs> fuck, man. Yeah, it has notes mahogany. No, it tastes like mahogany. It tastes like shit. Just bite some trees and you're good. Maybe when I turn fucking fifty, I'll enjoy it. But that's not looking likely. I don't think I'm even gonna make it to fifty with all the four loco I drink. Hey. The realists don't make it to fifty. Ask Malcolm, ask Martin, <laughs> ask Pac. They don't make it to fifty. <laughs> Shoutouts, Christopher Wallace. <laughs> so for me, when it comes to to beer, I generally like light beers.、Um, I'll enjoy a good stout every once in a while, but that's like something I have to be sipping on. But if I just want to drink a beer, I prefer light beers because they're just. More accessible, and I'm just trying to drink something. As for liquor, I, I too am a rum man myself.、Um, I'll take it basically in any form. Like if I had to choose a liquor to shoot, it's either rum or tequila. Anything else, and I'm dreading it. Maybe Jaeger, maybe. But、um, in particular, I really like this、um, this brand, Crisan. They make a bunch of flavored rums that are. Really fucking good. You can drink them straight. They're just fucking good. If you like Malibu or like you know sweetened flavored rum, especially, check out Crisan. I think they're available nationwide, but、uh, you can make some bomb ass drinks with them. That's my plug. I hope we get sponsored. I I prefer non sweetened rum or not non flavored liquors in general.、Actually. Yeah, I, I I generally prefer non flavored. Liquors, but if I want to make something that's sweet and stupidly strong, like just to fuck me up over a weekend, that's、fuck、my go-to. Up, well, hey y'all, it's Queer TK. 
hiring country started. Now, I heard y'all talk about the hip and the hop on some earlier episodes, and I surely appreciated it. Like a dog appreciates a bone or a leg if he's horny, uh, so be it at his inclination at the moment. But what I want to know is, uh, do y'all have any alternative hip-hop that y'all would recommend? Like me, yeah, I know I'm a country boy, but goddammit, I love me some LP, and I love me some Aesop Rock, and I, and I fucking like me some other stuff. I, I like me some Childish Gambino and some some other fucking, uh, well, I ain't too proud to say it. But I like some of the Drake songs, even though he's fake as fuck. I like mm. some of them. He's soft. Fake and I like, love I like some Kanye, even though a lot of this, his most recent shit sounds like Pablo dog sucks. shit, to be Pablo quite honest. Sucks. So let us know. I mean, I know Kanye and Charles Gambino ain't alternative hip-hop, but, but let us know what you think. Our mouths are salivate. Our ear holes are pricked and ready. All right, so this is what I'm going to do. Uh, this is, I'm going to read uh, my, a, a playlist that I have. What we can do actually is, um, what I'll what I'll do is I'll hop on the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours, and I'll, I'll post a Spotify playlist full of rap music. There you go. And you can, you can hop on there and listen to it, but you'll, you'll get the recommendations through there. Here is a playlist that I put together recently that uh, has been getting me through about, I don't know, how long is this? 18 minutes worth of pain throughout the day, <laughs> 18 minutes at a time. It's got uh, a rapper named Kyle. He just goes oh, by Kyle. Yeah, I know him. Uh, Amine, not anime. Yeah, although you switch the M in the N and you hey. can't really tell the difference. Hey. Alex Wiley, Schoolboy Q. Joey Badass. There's a song by Jeremiah on there, and of course, a song by Rihanna. Of course, because you got to live in your truth, beloved. And um, let's see, I'll, I'll post. I'll post two playlists on there. One is going to be lyric list music that I listen to, and the other one is going to be the rap one that I listen to. And then you guys can give it a follow. I'll add things on there as I find it, and. It's really great. It's I love music so much. Yeah. I love... Oh, God. I love the song Broccoli a lot. <laughs> Y'all ain't ready for my list. You gotta you gotta make it through Denzel's. Then you can even deep dive into uh, my nonsense. He listens to just anime bullshit. It's all anime. God damn it. He listens to Elite Beat Agents fucking soundtrack and shit. Hey, that that was a joke, but sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I've got a series of questions from the subreddit from one person. These come from Sofa Man on the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. Smash that motherfucking like button. You better subscribe, subscribe you fucking cowards. Uh, subscribe. Get the realness in your inbox. So the first question is, why do you hate Emma Watson? I don't hate her. I don't have strong feelings one way or the other. I just don't think she's attractive. I don't think she's as attractive as a lot of people make her out to be. Yeah, she's real plain looking. She just she's she got these like thick, dark eyebrows, too. 
Yeah. And her hair is all light. It looks kind of weird. She to me. looks really British. Yeah. And that's not really a look that I chase. I all mean, she needs is fucked up teeth to oh, complete yeah, for the British real. look. <laughs> <laughs> Have you all. <laughs> Jesus, have you always had bad taste in women, or did internet dating and rape suspicion ruin it for you? Okay, that's <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I I guess I've always had bad taste in women. If I had to pick one of the two, I mean, if, if you're using Emma Watson as your bar, then yes. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> if you trapped on an island with Emma Watson, how many condoms would you bring? None. I'd smash that shit raw. Fuck you, kidding me. I mean, like, actually, I'd probably bring a crate of condoms because the last thing you want to is do a is, kid. is get her pregnant on that island. Yeah, and then, like, she's got to eat more food. True. And then she's got to have her feet massaged. Yeah. And she can't work all that hard. She's going to be complaining even more. Yeah. You, and, like, maybe you could use some of the condoms to like try to catch fish actually yeah for that reason alone for the usefulness like never mind the pregnancy shit i believe in my pullout game uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah condoms would be really handy to have yeah yeah i think they would just be useful in general so i mean i'm bringing i'm bringing as many as there are in stock in Costco, there you I go. suppose that's a lot. Yeah, Man, that's. I mean, it's not to beat the cheeks. I can tell you that much. Nope. Because like when you're on an island and you're stinking, you're not trying to fuck dog. Joel's don't give a shit. I mean, you're if- kidding me on an island, no fresh water. I might I have to just move. drink her blood. <laughs> uh, for both of you and I, what kind of rap music do you like? Slash is good. What? Okay, so what kind of rap music do you like? What kind of rap music is good? Ooh, yeah, those are two different questions. Definitely. <laughs> I know this. I lo- I know literally nothing about this. You could even do a whole episode about the history of rap music if you like. I assume that's supposed to yeah, say. Yeah. Uh, well, I definitely don't know enough about rap to uh, to do a whole episode on it. I like what I like. I'm gonna say the stuff that I like that is good. Um, I like Childish Gambino, especially, um, because the internet and camp, uh, were his better, like straight up rap albums. Some of the stuff he did after that are good albums, but they're not really rap. Um, Talib Kweli, I really like some of his stuff, but he's kind of hit or miss for me, depending on the beat, really. Um, Gutter Rainbows is probably my favorite album of his. So check that out. And other rap that I like, honestly, when I go to hip hop, it's for me to turn off my brain and just kind of jam to a beat. Like, I don't really give a shit about the lurks. That's kind of why I love the Migos. Fair point. You know? Raindrops. <laughs> Drop tops. Uh, so, yeah, what I like and what's good, kind of a Venn diagram situation going on here. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about uh, my drinking habits as well. Yeah. Rap music and drinking habits. There's like the, of course, Venn diagram that Chet mentioned where the overlap of what's good and what I like. There's just like a small sliver in there. You can see like maybe 10 or 15 things. But the important part is being able to acknowledge when something is quality, although you don't like it. Yeah. Like I don't like Chance the Rapper, but his music is very, very good. A lot of people feel the same way about uh, J. Cole. 
they find him boring, but he's <laughs> he, he went double platinum with no, no features, features dog. Uh. None. Fuck cowards. Who else did that? Who else? No did one. Uh. Fucking piece of shit. All right, so that's that's the end of the question section. All right. So, Chet. Yeah. You know what's coming up next week? Uh, seven days from recording this. February 14th, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Where my lonely boy's at. Right here, sitting right in front of you. Lonely boy number one. Hey, well. Lonely boys. My girl is thousands of miles away, and I'm not going to be up there, so I'll be lonely boy number two. Shit. Well, that sucks. You could, you should have planned that out better. Um, she was just here, so we didn't oh. want to like. <laughs> oh, so you're sick of seeing her? That's what you're yeah, saying, basically. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just gonna like stretch it out and like plan it accordingly, so we at least like, you know, don't see each other like back to back, and then not see each other for like two, three months at a time, because that would suck. So we space it out. So I'll be there two weeks. So like. The weekend after uh, Valentine's Day. Oh, no. The weekend after that. So, there you go. End of the month. When I was younger, I never imagined in my life trying to make a long-distance relationship work. I resisted this. Because it's like when you're when you're young and you're broke, that's all. It's like, how are you supposed to afford yeah. doing anything? <laughs> For you real. can hardly afford the fucking top ramen on the shelf. But now it's like, oh, my girlfriend lives two states away. How am I supposed to see her? But now that we're grown ass men, not a problem. Yeah, Just buy a, a fucking yeah. buy a fucking plane ticket. Those are cheaper now. We got this. Or, I mean, and cheaper relatively relative, speaking, relative to what we were making when we were younger. Yes, I mean, we can afford them. I should say. There you go. <laughs> yeah, my um, the last girl I dated before my current girlfriend, she lived about a two hour drive away, but I was in school. I I wasn't working. She was in school. She wasn't working. So me driving two hours away, that was like once every six weeks. That was like an endeavor, you know? Jesus. Now, I mean, I've got my own place. I'm, if, if my girl lived two hours away, we would probably see each other at least once every other week. Like provided that, you know, we weren't too busy for it. Yeah. That would be so easy. I mean, two hour, a two-hour drive ain't shit. No, it's nothing. I used to commute to L.A., which is two hours from here, uh, for work. And what I did was I would leave here at 5.30 a.m., mm. and I would get to work at 9. And that's that was the drive for four or five days a week. That is insane. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a bit much. See, I would personally, uh, what I would do in that situation is I would probably drive up stay with someone for the week pay them you know like hey here's 60 bucks for the week and then just drive home at the end of the week yeah that's what i did after the first few weeks i was up there yeah i stayed with a buddy and then i stayed with my uncle i didn't want to stay with my uncle for too long because he's got he's he's married uh into a family of a large family mm. so he's got a lot of people living in his house yeah. so i was staying on the couch it was really funny when i was staying with him what i would end up doing is i would get home from work at 11 p.m mm. then i would get up at six Jeez. and then i'd go right back to work God and damn. so nobody in the house ever saw me <laughs> and it was just like oh we didn't even know you were still staying here because wow. I had my cousin let me in all the time. Gotcha. He's a fucking 16-year-old. He's up all hours. Yeah, of the night he's anyway. going to be up. Yeah. It didn't matter. Commuting I, isn't all that bad relative to what other men would do for thirst. 
Yeah, you know, I'll take a drive over uh, paying for love. One thing that I've learned is that, A, you pay for it one way or the other. True. Or if you're, like, if you're actually an adult and you meet adult people, like, say that you're even, like, uh, you might be homosexual, you might be um, not, I don't know what other things exist anymore, but... (laughs) Everything is fucking way worse when you're young and broke. Because if you're broke, the girl you're probably seeing is broke as well. Yeah. And it's... You gotta... If you... If you are gonna take a girl out on a date... Let's say you meet a girl online. Mm -hmm. And you take her out for a few dates and she's not sleeping with you on the first night. Then, I mean, you let's say three, four dates, you're over 21... You've spent probably around a hundred, hundred and twenty bucks on these dates. It's like, dog, you could have just taken that, gone down to TJ, and got got your dick wet. Yeah, well, I mean, shit. That's that's to me. That's one difference between like prostitution, where it's paying for sex. Because if all you're trying to do is get laid, then I feel like taking a girl out trying to wine and dine her impress her and do all that that's just work that's you're just trying to play the long con and if if all you're trying to do is get laid then that's a waste of time and energy if you actually you know want a connection if you want you know you want to feel something when you fuck this girl then yeah you know do your thing but i don't know i mean look there are people who are going to try and pay for love and skip all that and that's that's some other shit I mean, you can you can pay for a nice GFE, a nice <laughs> yeah. girlfriend experience. Hundred roses yeah. for the GFE. That's that's about as close as you're gonna get. <laughs> Jesus, I mean, we we have a mutual acquaintance. Let's call him Chuck. He tried to buy love once. He um, he thought he was successful. He thought he was successful. I'm going to tell you the story of Chuck. So Chuck is a 30, what, six-year-old virgin? That sounds correct. And not to put him on blast, he's a, he's a great dude. He's a great dude. He's, he's a, a really nice bit, guy. A little bit socially awkward, but That's I mean, hot. like, whatever. I've he's seen a, worse. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's a very nice person. And this isn't to, like, put him on blast, but I... <laughs> In all honesty, like I'm not even gonna try to put up the, like the layers of of abstraction for you guys. I think the I think the story is funny. I think <laughs> yeah. I think I genuinely think it's funny. But that's I think a more of a cultural thing than it is of me like being a fucking cold hearted person. Because culturally, at least with the people that I grew up with, I grew up with a mix of races, and everybody had the same thing in common. When we got together. We talk shit to each other. Mm. And it wasn't like harmful shit. But if you did something stupid, somebody would call you out on it and you would get shit for it. That's what happens. And not to say that I'm that good of friends with Chuck, because I'm certainly not. I just think I've known him for about four or five years or something like that. I would actually expect more. Yeah, probably more, depending on what I don't. I don't. I don't really talk to him all that. Often. I don't. I don't remember when I actually met him. Yeah, me neither. He's always just kind of been around. Yeah, with the exception of this year at Anime Los Angeles. Yeah, I think the most important part of the story is don't be the thirst game, Kurt Cobain. <sighs> Jesus Christ, this man. <laughs> so uh, something that I noticed recently 
is, and I believe Larry talked about this on his show, but if you let's, I'm going to just from this point on assume that everybody listening is a straight male. If you're straight female, then I hope you get a kick out of the story. Or if you're <laughs> homosexual or you want to do whatever, like you're fucking asexual, you're bisexual, whatever, whatever. doesn't matter. Just I'm just going to speak from the perspective of straight male because that's what I am. And that's also what Chuck is. Yes, Chuck as well. Chuck as well. And look, once, let's say you go for a short period of time without having sex, you'll be fine. Yeah. But if you go for a long period of time without having sex or if you don't have sex at all, because the weight that the United States culture puts on sex is fucking absurd. Ever since you're a young boy, as soon as you start getting those boners, those NRBs, those no reason boners, (laughs) you're looking for something to jam it into. Give me a hole. And once once a woman gives you an ounce of the attention that you're looking for, and it's not even conscious. It's the subconscious shit. It's the fucking tiny little man in a loincloth in the yeah. back of your fucking head who's clawing at the walls <laughs> in your brain, fucking screaming once a woman gives you attention. That will twist you the fuck up. It'll make you do crazy shit. It's one of the most dangerous things on the planet. In some cases, you can think about it reasonably and say, like, look, I shouldn't do this. This is going to fuck me up. I shouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to do it. If it gets me, <laughs> if, if it gets me one, one nanometer closer to that pussy, I'm going to do it. And it's just like the ape lizard monkey part whatever whatever fucking primal part of your brain that just like it's it's not like it's 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 almost like you don't have control over yourself it's like you're being guided by your fucking ancient spirit and your ancient ancestors coming and taking (laughs) taking control over your body it's like it's like when you've when you've been working out for a long time right and all you want is electrolytes and food. Yeah. And once you sit down at that fucking table and that dumb shit waiter brings over your fucking big ass steak, it seems like you just blink and it's gone. <laughs> you don't remember eating it. You don't remember enjoying it. It's just that something took over and it made you do what you had to do. And that's what it's like sometimes Whatever when you're a dude takes. and you're fucking horny. There's nothing that you can do to stop it. It is insidious. Now, this is not not to say like, yo, like, oh, man, dudes are just going to run around and rape people. No, that's not what I'm getting at. What I'm getting at is you're easily convinced to do dumb shit. Yeah. Somebody like if if a woman that you're eyeballing is into you, even an, an ounce, if she shows a little bit of interest, she can talk you into doing all kinds of shit if you're weak. I would say one of the first things that you just throw out the window when you're trying to get laid is your dignity. Yeah, 110%. Dignity does not matter at all. Fucking if, A. If you can't sing and she says, hey, you know, it'd be kind of cute if you did that karaoke, got up in front of 100 people, you'd be like, check me out, I'm seal now. Yeah, yeah. And one of the, unfortunately, our boy Chuck decided on a fateful day to give up his dignity. He, we were, we were chilling, hanging out. Uh, I wasn't there for this. 
so I shouldn't say we. <laughs> so I, some friends of mine or ours were chilling in a room. There's a young woman in there. Let's call her Renee. Renee was sitting in this room. And our boy Chuck was there. And Chuck was given an ounce of attention by Renee. He ate it up. And she... she now, don't get me wrong. I like Renee a lot. She's, she's a sweet girl. She's a great guy. But once you get the liquor in her, she will start <laughs> doing some devious shit to people. Yeah, she gets spicy. Yeah, all fucking day, all night. You can expect her to be a little bit more catty. She'll probably push uh, push the envelope a little bit. I've seen her hit many men. Yes, she will do. She will do a lot of things. And unfortunately, on this night, our boy Chuck and Lady Renee uh, started to talking. And Renee decided to say, hey, how about you lick my boot? <sighs> Chuck don't, acquiesces. Don't do it, man. He licks her fucking boot. So does this get him laid? No. Of course not. Of course it doesn't. It doesn't get, get him a peek at her titties doesn't get him shit except me maybe two four years later somewhere in that range talking about it on podcast i mean he's never gonna hear it i don't think no i wouldn't think so this isn't his uh demo not at all (laughs) and on a side note there was a young fellow that we know let's call him uh lyle (laughs) he's some good names you're pulling out (laughs) he in a uh in a room full of people let a woman spit in his mouth yeah for thirst for thirst oh, and she was man. parading him around like he was her little dog oh she just waved him around like a piece of meat yeah and he him being what he must have been like 20 at the time yeah i think and so. she was like 26 27 yeah and she she toyed with this boy's heart didn't give him shit no didn't he she just wanted a toy for the weekend yeah she wanted somebody to control and she was already dating a guy who kind of filled that role but she wanted she had another one she had an opportunity for a second boy toy yep and she got exactly what she wanted from him that was that was a really funny story hearing that though like hearing that right after it happened yep that was oh I Lyle. I tr- I tried to get him not. I tried. I tried to tell him when when I saw them together. I said, "Dog, you don't do this. Yeah, <laughs> just come hang out with us. You're better than this. He's a nice kid, mm. and I would hate for anything irresponsible to happen to him. I don't know if that girl had herpes or not, but in a fucking crowded room, yeah, that's weird. you let her spit in your fucking mouth. Are you kidding me? For some, for and for you he, didn't smash. He didn't smash, and it's like, yo, like that's what women can do to men if the man wants it bad enough. Around the finger, dog. I would just like to uh, interject real quick. Because uh, it, 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 it may sound like we're kink shaming right now. If you're into this, if this is what gets you off, that's your business. But that's generally, you know, a mutually agreed upon thing. And I can also speak for these gentlemen. Uh, this isn't what they're into. 
this is not that this is not their end game is getting played like this no no they're they were trying to get somewhere with this and didn't <laughs> nowhere <laughs> fucking nowhere and look i like both of these guys i yep. may i i talk a lot of shit to lyle because i mean lyle lyle's a good sport he's yeah. a good sport and he at least for me when i'm friends with somebody i want to at least try to look out for them to some degree yeah and letting i still <laughs> i still feel bad because i was in the room when it happened and it was like he was in a fucking trance it was like he was in a fucking trance she says lay down oh my god close your eyes oh my god. open your mouth She's spitting his fucking mouth. God damn it. And the, the person whose room it was just threw them the fuck out right away. <laughs> Didn't know that. Jesus. It was getting back to Chuck. Yeah. As, as many of you listeners are aware, there are cam girls that exist in this world. And if you don't know what a cam girl is or a cam person or somebody who cams for a living, what that is is... Somebody who gets a webcam and does sexually explicit activities in front of said webcam for tips that come in the form of tokens and or other things. So these these cam people, similar to people who are on YouTube, who are on Twitch, they try to form a relationship with their viewers. They'll have a specific name for them, like their cubs or uh, the part-timers, let's say, for this show, you guys are part-timers or full-timers or whatever the fuck you want to call it. It doesn't matter. But they form relationships in the same way that people on YouTube and Twitch do. Except with the added layer of sexuality involved. And when you combine those two things, it's not necessarily the healthiest thing for the viewers. You, no, you can get attached. <laughs> you can definitely get attached. And there are people who go through this on Twitch who have their regulars who come into the stream mm -hmm. who donate lots of money to them mm -hmm. and they they feel a certain ownership of that person yeah and that's solely based on the fact that they've given them a lot of money over x amount of time right i mean you're literally paying for attention a lot of the times you know if you have a popular streamer they get several thousand viewers all of your messages are going to get completely lost in the chat. No one gives a shit. But if you donate and your message comes up and, you know, the streamer reads it out loud or they acknowledge you, that's that's much more of a personal connection that you've just formed with a streamer. Now imagine that with a sexual attraction. You're attracted to this person and the only way that they're going to pay attention to you is that you throw your wallet at your screen. Part of the problem with that is... Once you get that attention that you're looking for, crave it, and you will drop your fucking dignity for it. You will become a, something that you don't recognize. You will stand up and look in the mirror, but you'll be looking at Gollum. But instead of a ring, he wants pussy. <laughs> and that's it. Once you become that, it's hard to shake that. Yeah. And once once the thirst grabs hold of you, Ugh. the thirst will kill. We're talking ironic curse from Poseidon levels of thirst here. Yes. He got the attention he was looking for through monetary contributions. Ways, contributions. That turned upside down for him very quickly. 
There was a time when he was saying that this woman was his girlfriend, that they were exclusive. She was going to continue camming and, you know, that's her job. So, of course, she's not going to quit for him. But he was convinced that they were an item, that the two of them were dating. They had never met. And I, I'm sure they've done like private sessions, but um, yeah, their relationship was through webcams. What I noticed that a lot of people on cams do, and it's similar to like Twitch, where they'll sell you private access to them. Mm-hmm. They'll sell you their kick. They'll sell you yeah. their Snapchat. Yeah. They'll sell you like a Discord, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if a bunch of pervs want to get on a Discord. <laughs> Not to kink shame. If you want voyeurism is is a thing people are into. Hey, I don't. But I don't hate. <laughs> if you want direct contact with these people, you can essentially buy access to them for that, and and that can turn really ugly really quickly, especially with somebody who doesn't necessarily have the best social skills somebody who doesn't recognize social cues Mm -hmm. and it's twice as hard once you're trying to get that information through a fucking computer screen (laughs) or through text yeah and what he does is he proceeds to spend a shitload of money on this girl a lot a lot and he makes pretty good money as far as i know too yes he spent so much money on this girl, in fact, that his parents had to step in and stop him from spending any more money on this girl. They took control of his bank accounts. And he's, he's in his late 30s. He's in his fucking 30s, dog. So they stepped in and took control of his money because he was spending it on some imaginary girlfriend from the internet. Some girl who's got a, a saccharine laugh. <laughs> you know, as soon as you hear it, you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. His parents stepped in. They had to. And stopped him. As they should. And that's a, those are good parents. At 30 years old. Yeah. Those are good parents. I mean, it may seem overbearing, but when... Something unhealthy takes control over someone's life. You know, it, it's just another addiction. It, if if it's porn, if it's webcams, if it's drugs, people get addicted to things. You know, it's and they did the right call and stepped in. Yes, yeah, they did. But once they did that, he spun up his own account. And there was a way around this. He, mm. he spun up his own cam account to get on there. And start making money for himself. Because he doesn't have to spend money if he has tokens to spend. Yes. He took his tokens and spent them on this girl. Every token he earned from showing his willy, he spent them on her. I I don't know what happened after that. Yeah, I don't actually know how that, how that tale ended. Me I just know that it ended... I just remember seeing a tweet from him to this cam service saying, I'm never using your platform again. Yep. And their response was, you'll come back. They always do. <laughs> so let this be a lesson to all of you fucking listeners out there. Oh, man. Try to keep your head on straight when you meet a girl that you fancy. 
because you may end up doing something that you regret and you may not have your parents there to back you up. Yeah. Some people might just let you take that free fall. Yeah. And sometimes it's not that bad. You know, it, I mean, I don't want to give (laughs) shady advice here, but I mean, there's a chance that what you're doing will work, but if you have to sacrifice your dignity for a chance at this girl, it's not worth it. No, not at all. And most, I would say most men, most people come to realize that after they've gotten laid, like if, if once you understand how sex isn't really that important and how it's not like the end all be all, this is what you're going to live for kind of thing that it's made out to be when you're in high school, when you're a virgin and all that, when you realize that, then you're less willing to, to throw out your dignity and just things get better. <laughs> Try to rein yourself in when you start acting crazy. Yeah. Your brain chemistry will change. You will start justifying things to yourself. Yeah. Just you need to have a code word. You need to have good friends. You need to have your parents around because you could potentially fuck your life up. I have a feeling I, I've never really encountered this when I see a man like really crazy over a woman, I've never seen it where it's like, well, I just think she's a really cool person and I just want to, you know, spend time with her. You know, it's always, though, I got to fuck. I want to <laughs> smash. <laughs> <laughs> just by the nature of who we hang out with, we end up hanging out with a lot of very attractive women. And I would definitely be lying if I did not consider I would smash 100%. I mean, but, when posed with the question. But, oh, yeah, yeah, but it's never gotten in the way of our relationship as friends. You've never actively pursued them. No, Be- because that's my friend. And that's, yeah. I, I don't want to, to ruin that. And there's certainly times when you can do a friends with benefits thing and like let it be cool. But it takes two very comfortable people who are very mature about it to make that work. Yeah, friends with benefits uh, when you're younger. Sounds like the dream, but it rarely ever works. Nah, someone when, gets caught up. When you get older, it's just like, well, this is the only thing that's going to work because yeah. I don't have time for your bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't have time to sit around and listen to your problems. I, I have to go to work and then I have to go to school and then I have to finish my homework. So let's get this going. Yeah. So if, if I mean, if you want to if you want to beat, then we're good. If you can't, then I'll see you next Thursday. Let's grab a beer and. I remember those days when I was young and all I wanted to do was run around and fuck. Now I'm better at hiding that. Yeah. And that's all that matters. (laughs) Once, once somebody smells the thirst on your breath, they're like, it's, it's like in your pheromones, they can smell the thirst coming from a fucking mile away. It's incredible. Like as soon as you get a whiff of desperation off someone, it's like, have you ever seen a really attractive woman who just has a stupidly annoying laugh when they're just like, "Ah!" anytime you crack like the dumbest joke, it's like, I can't do this. Yeah. (laughs) That's kind of how it is. As soon as they catch that, a whiff of desperation off you, out you're done it's been it was quiet for you from the start and some people 
And I've never met anybody who's malicious enough to do this sort of thing. But some people will take advantage of that thirst. Some people will juice you for everything you've got. Men or women. It doesn't fucking matter. Oh, yeah. Somebody somebody will be out there waiting to meet somebody who's fucking thirsty enough just to fucking take advantage of it. Now, (laughs) I've... um... I don't know anyone who's into this personally, but I know that this is a thing. Um, there's a, I guess it would fall under a kink uh, known as financial domination. Yes, being financially cucked. Yes, exactly. And uh, straight up what it is, is uh, men will pay women to get paid. That's basically what it is. They just say like, hey, uh, Felicia, you're really hot. Um, Let me buy you some things. And they say, buy me more. I want better lingerie. Is that all you can afford, you little bitch? What else you got? Give me your credit card number. You don't deserve that anymore. This is my credit card now. And they're into it. It's a mutual thing. It's adults being adults. But God damn. Sometimes it's not mutual. Well, yeah, I mean, okay, it's a a kink when it's mutual. (laughs) (laughs) All I'm saying is just try not to get caught up. Stay safe out there. And I know this is a dour-ass fucking Valentine's Day episode. Dog, I do do everything that I can during the summers. I I stay underground like a fucking groundhog. All the way up until March. There you go. All the way up until March. You you ain't doing the, uh... Oh, God, what is it called when they, uh... Cuffing season? Cuffing season, yeah. No. You ain't getting cuffed. No. I'm uncuffable. I'm like a fucking thirst ghost. Hey, you know what cuff is backwards? Fuck. Fuck. You're unfuckable. (laughs) (laughs) No! No! (laughs) Out here playing yourself. I I played myself. I walked right into that one. Fuck. (laughs) I mean, look. It's Valentine's Day, dog. Yeah, if you if you're with somebody, treat them nice. Do something go. nice for them. You know. Th- although I do personally believe that every day needs to be special, not just one fucking marketing holiday where yeah. the man and the corporations want to yeah. take your fucking money and you buy shitty candy yeah. that ain't worth shit, and you buy dumb little green cards. Why don't you design your own fucking green card? Why don't yeah. you do it for their birthday? <laughs> Why don't you do it every day? Huh? No, I'm just, I mean, I'm partially kidding. Yeah, I'm, par- I'm little, partially kidding. There's some truth to that. There, yeah, because I mean, like, it, it is a consumerist holiday. Oh, it's consumer and, like, fun. the man just wants your money. So why don't you buy these fucking roses that are fucking overpriced when every other day of the year they're normally priced? Oh, uh, you can actually find some, some pretty sweet sales on flowers and stuff. I mean, a lot of them also jack the fuck out of those prices. So, you know, there's that. Personally, I like. I kind of like corporate holidays because it gives you an excuse to do a thing. And uh, when I was single, um, I work in a pretty small office, so this was like feasible. But when I was single, uh, my first Valentine's Day working for that company, I just bought a rose for every woman in the office. And I just said, hey, there you go. Oh, look at you. I'm surprised you weren't pulled in for sexual harassment. No, they they all thought it was just super sweet. You know, I, I didn't like... There wasn't any creepy notes attached to it. I didn't even like deliver it to their face. I just left it on their desk. So like that was it. Mm-hmm. And then they just kind of found out it was me. Just like, but like, did you do this? Did you do this? I bet it was Chet. And like that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at his luscious locks. Of course he would do something God. like this. 
But you know, like it was just some some sweet, and you know, it made people feel special. And you just use that as an excuse to do something nice. That was how I thought of it. That's how my dad treats holidays and birthdays and stuff like that. You always gotta yeah. always do something nice for the people you care about. Yeah. You can't just wait until a consumerist holiday. Yeah, you shouldn't, but it gives you a reason. Yeah, just go out. You can go extra hard. Yeah. But I mean, just I mean, do something nice. Yeah, real nice hours. So uh Denzel, pop quiz, top five anime couples, go. Kill me. Alright, we out. <laughs> <laughs>